Who here is excited to hear from Ryan himself? <laughs> wow, shucks. Someone's like, man, I, w- I wish John was this week. You know, who here is excited to hear from Ryan preaching? I want to really challenge, in fact, one more time, who is actually genuinely excited to hear from Ryan D'Souza? You know, we often think that uh, preachers, it's really all up to them, right? Like the sermon that they prep and how good they prepare will determine what happens. I want to challenge you. It's not just the preacher's job to determine what happens. You actually have a part to play in what happens tonight. You know, a tap of water. I don't know why this analogy came to me, but we're going to run with it. A tap of water has the capacity to pour out gallons and gallons of water. But it's only when someone turns on the tap and places a demand on the water that it actually comes out. Did you know that you, through your lean-in, through your amen, through your clap, through your response, through your lean-in of faith, have the ability to change what comes out of Ryan tonight? That we have the responsibility, Nations Youth, to be extractors and to draw out of Ryan the gold that God's placed him, to draw out of him the revelation that what happens in this service is really up to you and me. And so do I have anyone here that's actually hungry to hear a word from God? Come on, guys. We've got to get better than this. Is anyone actually hungry to hear a word from God tonight? We're still pretty average. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> is anyone actually... Hu- I'm not going to get Ryan up until we're ready to go. Who here is hungry to hear from Jesus tonight? Come on. You know, I've, I've, I've done it, man. I've been in church, like Nations Church, the best church in the whole world, has four church services. Pastor Ken, everyone say Pastor Ken. He preaches the same message in the 9 a.m., the 11 a.m., the 4 p.m., and the 6 p.m. I have been in the 9 a.m. service where he's preached it the best out of the whole day. And it gets to the altar call, and like no one's responding, and it's like, oh, it felt a bit average. And then at the 6 p.m., he's preached probably worse than he did at the 9 a.m., but people are just falling over under the power of God. God's moving. People are getting healed and touched by the presence of God. Why? Because the people in the room placed a demand on what God had placed in that person. You and I have a part to play tonight. So I want to encourage you to lean in, to get hungry, to get your notes out. Would you stand to your feet with me and welcome Ryan. Hey, how we doing? Do you want up there or how? I'm going to do up here. How are we going? That was really good. That was really nice. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like I don't deserve that. But because there's someone else here that does. And if you don't know him, you're going to know him by the end of this. All right? His name is Jesus. So with every breath in your lung, can we just give Jesus a shout of praise? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You guys can take your seats. How are we? Before I get started, I'm going to just let you know, this can go anywhere. Like, in worship, I almost cried there in the back. Man, God's going to do something incredible. And I really want to encourage you to lean in. Lean in and um, just, just receive what he's going to say. Um, before I start, though, I, um, I really want to honour Pastor Matt. Can everyone stand to your feet and honour Pastor Matt? Like, it's a privilege to be under your leadership, bro. Like, um, being your friend, growing with you daily, it's actually a privilege. And thank you so much for the privilege to stand on the stage and, and share your youth ministry. You guys can have your seat again. Now, I don't know if you have noticed, but Ryan's rocked up to youth today with some new shoes. Oh, yeah. 
Um, I have no clue what they're called, but if you want to at me on preacher sneakers, you go for it. I'm going to model right here for you. Oh, yes. Get the inside, get the back. Oh, they was, mate, they were 100 bucks. That, these are cheap for what they are. Like, I tried them on and I gave the guy at the store a look and he knew what that look was. He knew I was going to buy it. That's, that's the first great thing that happened to me this week. The second greatest thing happened last night. Who here watches The Bachelor? The Bachelor is, it's not amazing TV, but it's just comedy. It's comedy gold. And um, who here has heard of Hi Josh? I, I'm not going to lie, the main reason why I watch The Bachelor is so I can watch his recaps. They're the funniest thing ever. But during the episode, we were messaging Hi Josh. We were like, hey bro, can we add you to our group chat? Our Batchy group chat. And we added him and he was replying to us. He sent us videos of like, him and his wife. We, we, named, we, we named his future baby Oshet after Osha. Now, if you're thinking of other words, don't. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have said that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I told you this can go anywhere. Um, anyway, so how <laughs> do transition from that? Um, we've been talking this term about equipping the saints. Everybody say equipping the saints. Equipping the saints basically means that we're preparing you for your world. If you are a believer of Jesus in this house, you are a saint. There's no question about that. But equipping you means that we are just preparing you to go out into your world. And if you've noticed this term, our youth ministry, we haven't done a whole lot of high school programs in your school. And if you might be wondering why. The reason is, is because you're the best evangelist your school has. You're the best healer that your school has. You're the best um, deliver, deliverer of Jesus your school has. Not because, it's no, there's no power that we have. We, we so believe in you that we decided we're going to stop coming into your schools for a little while and actually train you to actually preach in your school, to evangelize in your school and to heal people in your schools. So tonight, we're actually going to talk about prophecy. Now, if you were at conference, who here was at conference? We talked about prophecy. Who here was, la- who here, who was here last week? Yeah, and we, we heard Sydney talk about word of knowledge. We're actually going to, we're going to deepen that, that conversation tonight. So, at conference, who can tell me what the three steps of prophecy were that Pastor Gary gave us? Shamin? I feel like this is reverse. You're the teacher during the week, but not today. No. Anyone else? <laughs> he, he actually said, to prophesy, we've got to get a revelation, we've got to interpret that revelation, and then we've got to apply that. So basically what that means is, revelation means you, something is revealed to you. Interpretation means that you are understanding what is revealed to you. And application means you are saying or praying what has just been revealed. So out of curiosity, who here since conference has tried any of those? in their high schools or in their workplaces. Yeah, awesome. Who here, second question, has tried to ask God for a revelation or tried to prophesy in their high schools but has felt they haven't heard anything from God? Is it just me? Oh, some of you, some of you, awesome. Well, today, I've actually titled this message Hearing the Prophecy because, to be honest with you, it's, it gets very difficult to prophesy into someone's life if you actually don't hear from God, right? So what we're going to speak about today is actually having open ears and open eyes to what God's actually speaking to you so that you can actually catch that revelation into your life 
And then you can apply the three steps that Pastor Gary gave us. So we're going to equip you to hear the prophecy and then simply speak it out. Is that good? Awesome. Now, before I start, I really want to really stress this out, that there is not one way to prophesy. I'm going to give you the ways that I've prophesied. I'm going to give you truths that I've learned over the years. But there is more than one way to prophesy. I'm, I'm going to actually communicate some truths that the Bible tells us, but it's not set in stone unless you have, like Jimin said a little earlier, that your goal is to encourage, to strengthen, and to comfort the person that you're prophesying for. So what is prophecy? Prophecy, just the black and white definition, is God speaking... No? No. (laughs) I read too far down my notes. Um, Prophecy is basically just God communicating how he thinks and how he feels into someone's future. Right? There's always a future component to a prophecy. Right? It's real simple. You will never get a prophetic word that only speaks about where you've come from. It'll always speak about the destiny that you're destined to walk into. So if you get a word that's about your past, it's pro- it, it could probably still be God. But that's actually what a word of knowledge is. And that's what Sydney spoke about last week. And I, I really like how she described it. She said, in her words, words of knowledge help people feel known by God it adds weight to what we say next. It is the gateway for us to speak into them. The prophetic then comes next. So we have that word of knowledge. We have that word of knowledge. But then the, prof- the prophecy is what we say next. It's how we use that word of knowledge to influence their future. We build them up um, and strengthen them and encourage them and comfort them. For example, who here knows Ashley Fletcher? At the Thursday night session at conference, we had a volunteer session. It was nuts, and I'm never going to forget this. Pastor Gary was standing right here. He was preaching, and then literally out of nowhere, he's just like, who in this section is Ashley? And then at the, literally just one person named Ashley. It was Ashley Fletcher. She stood up, and um, Pastor Gary was like, how you doing, Ashley? Good to see you. <laughs> and then some more talk. And then before he continued, he was like, Ashley, what's the first of November mean to you? And she's like, oh, that's my birthday. And I was like, I was sitting about where Chloe is, maybe a little bit further back, and I was just like, mouth dropped. I was like, I watch like, I watch prophetic videos on YouTube all the time, but it was really cool to see that just in person, right? I'm never going to forget it. But that's not the prophecy. That was the word of knowledge. The prophecy, no, not even that the prophecy came next. He then asked Ashley, are you an organized person? Now, she is, she said yes. That's still not what the prophecy was. The prophecy then came when he said, your calendar is about to get messed up. Be prepared. Keep dates open. That's what the prophecy is. See how he said, keep your dates open? It's spoken to her future. Her dates, you you can't have your current future dates done now. It has to come into your future. Right? One more thing I'm going to talk about prophecy before we get into the good stuff. Um, Prophecy will always use your imagination. So if you are creative if you are artistic, if you get visions, dreams, prophecies will actually, no, God will use prophecies for you to actually speak into other people through those means. And also if you're not, like, creative, that's okay. God will actually use you to appeal to other people's creativities. For example, I like art. I'm a painter. If you've ever been to my house, my paintings are on the walls. I actually love watching them, like, looking at them. But um, <laughs> they move both, they move. <laughs> um, 
But I got a prophetic word once that then this guy who gave it to me was like, um, he was like, the canvas is blank. You're using thick brushes to do the base, using thin brushes to do the, the fine art, and then water is going to be splashed onto it and it will be made beautiful. Now, to him that, made, that meant absolutely nothing. But to me, I know why you use thick brushes in a painting. I know why you use thin brushes. I know why water is used on a painting to make it the shape and colours that it's made. So for me, it, for him it meant nothing. But to me, it appealed to my creative needs, to, my, to what I like to do creative, create, creativity? Creatively. And yeah, wow, I'm really bad. I told you this is going to go anywhere. I'm really passionate about this, so I'm like really talking real fast. Um, so prophecy actually allows you to unbox who God is and just and th let him reveal his nature to you. So to be prophetic, what do we need? The first thing we need, this is not a point, but this is the first thing you need, is you actually need to know who God is. So God is three things. He's what we call the Trinity. He is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's three pieces made one. It's one God in three parts. It's not three gods making one. It's one God, three parts. Let's start with the Father. The Father is... Eternal, almighty, majestic, he is a provider, he, is, he has his hand over you. That's just a few things to name him. The son is our saviour, our good shepherd, our wonderful counsellor. Again, just to name a few. And the spirit is your friend, your helper, your translator, your intercessor. But most importantly, he's in us and he's always with us. This is our God, three in one. Let me tell you about him. <laughs> so... When it comes to the prophetic, we actually need all three of those aspects, right? But when it comes to hearing the prophetic, we need the Spirit. He is our translator. He is who communicates the language of God, the Father, to us, the Spirit. That wasn't the point. The point comes a little later. There we go. <laughs> um, so... When we receive a revelation, I want to communicate this very black and white to you. When you receive a revelation, you're not receiving something from God. I want to change that thinking in you right now. When you receive a revelation, God is revealing the Son, Jesus, to you. So you're actually not receiving something, you're receiving someone. How do we know this? The Old Testament. It's the written word of God. It's what we call the written word. It was physically written, pen and paper, by old people before Jesus lived. Then Jesus came... And he's what we call the living word. He made the written word alive. He is the living word. Why is that? It's because he is who he is. He is what the Old Testament said that he was going to do. The Old Testament prophesied into the future and Jesus came and he lived that future. The Old Testament prophesied into our futures too, but Jesus came and lived out those prophecies, right? So that's who it is. So how do we then hear the voice of God? This is what we're going to talk about the next 12 minutes. The first point that prematurely came on the screen was you need the Holy Spirit. We're going to race through Bible verses right now, so stay with me. And if you can catch the theme, good job. Numbers 11, 25, it says on the screens, that when the Spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and they did not cease. Next one. 1 Samuel 10.10, and the Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied among them. Next one. Luke 1.67, and his father, Zacharias, this is John the Baptist's father, was filled with the Holy Ghost he, and prophesied. 
Acts 11:28. And one of them named Agabus, I have no clue who that is, stood up and prophesied through the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. Oh, there's one more. When he, when he, wow. When, and when Paul had laid his hands upon them and the Holy Ghost came on them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. You need the Holy Spirit to prophesy. Prophesying without the Holy Spirit is like trying to swim without water. You're literally a spastic on the floor waving your arms and forth. I don't know what you're trying to do. You need the, the Holy Spirit to prophesy. When you sit in his presence and you ask to be filled by his presence, your, your prayer changes in that moment from Holy Spirit, can you speak to me, to Holy Spirit, I know you're going to speak to me. Why is that? Because Jesus, the name Jesus, I lost my man. The name Jesus will always mean something to you. So even if you, the Holy Spirit can say the word Jesus to you, and if I communicate that out, Jesus to each one of you could be something different. He could be your healer, Abby. He could be your redeemer, Matt. He could be your, your best friend, Aaron. He could be something different to each one of you. So it means to say the word Jesus into your life, it actually speaks to you, right? Second point is don't discount the whisper. What does discount mean? Discount means to ignore. So don't ignore the whisper. 2 Corinthians 10.5, it says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that, is set, that, that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. In your mind... You can hear, you have the ability to hear three voices. The first one is your spirit, your soul, your intellect, your thoughts. They all stem from you. The third, oh, sorry, third, premature again. The Holy Spirit is the second one. He is the God that's in us. We just talked about him. The Holy Spirit's in you. He's with you. He's, he's always for you. The third one is evil spirits, the voice of the enemy. Now, I really want to stress to you that there are no evil spirits in you, right? You have the ability to hear evil spirits, but the enemy has no authority to enter your body unless you allow him to, right? So I really want to make that clear before we continue. There are no evil spirits in you. You have the ability to hear them. So I'm reading this book at the moment. It's called Unmasking the Devil. I really recommend it. It's a really good book to knowing who the enemy is so you don't allow him into your life. And um, this is what the book says about the voice of God versus the voice of the enemy. The enemy will yell and shout at you. He will make it seem that what he is saying is big and bold. The voice of God, however, is a tender whisper. It is embedded between many array of thoughts. Array of thoughts just means lots of thoughts going through your head. Going in your life. Going into your life. The reality of this is because God is so much closer to us than the enemy. The Spirit resides in you. Jesus walks next to us and the Father has his hand over us. Don't always think the loudness is God, but consider the quietness and consider the softest, the softest, soft, the softness nature of God. Don't discount the whisper. The reality of prophetic ministry is that when you're speaking prophetically to someone, God's not up there, he's in here. God's not up there, he's next to you and he's with you. So why would you think you need a big raging voice telling you, Josh, you're going to be a sports star. You don't need that. It literally could be, Josh, you're going to be a sports star. That, that, that's literally, <laughs> you're an athlete, Josh. 
Like, it's literally a whisper that you can actually, and if you're not careful, you can actually miss it, yeah. right? You've actually got to, it's like a radio, right? The radio is always playing. It's always going through. They're speaking, a lot of it's like nonsense, but it's always on. But you have the ability in your car to tune in. You can, you can have the static, or you can, have, you can put it onto the right channel and actually hear the radio. That's the same with how God speaks. It's not in God's nature to not speak, right? He will always speak, and all we need to do is tune in. I'm going to pause for a second. Um, sorry, I'm just going to write something down. I feel like God's speaking to me right now. It's a double-sided piece of paper. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're good. (laughs) So, for me, in my ministry, sorry about that, in my ministry... I actually find that God speaks to me a lot through spontaneous thoughts. Spontaneous just means out of nowhere. So God literally, I'm just in worship, I'm in prophesying for someone maybe, and I'll just get a thought zip through my head. Now, that's like, that's like hard to listen out for. Like, do you agree? Like, if you're, it's just like, you're, you're, my head goes a million hours an hour, but if I have like a random thought, What? A million hours. <laughs> I just realized what I said. <laughs> oh. I don't even know what the right thing is. Miles. 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 That's it. What did I say? Hours. Yeah. Oh, man. This is going rocky. I told you. Anyway, God can speak. God speaks to me through spontaneous thoughts. So when I'm prophesying for someone, and I, I'm going to prophesy with a couple of you after this, but... um. I really feel, when God prophesies to me, my, my head's spinning, and out of nowhere, a thought will dip through. Now, for me, that means not discounting that thought. D- not, don't, don't discount the whisper means every single thought that runs through my head needs to be considered. Right? Like, like the Bible verse said, take every thought captive. So, for example, I was um, in Cambodia three weeks ago. We were the English service on the Sunday night. And I was praying for this guy, his name is Malcolm. And um, he was in a really rough situation going through his life. He was like, um, his whole family had just moved there, they're planning to come back. And um, he was not, he was not, he didn't come to church with a very good attitude. Um, That's what his words were, not mine. And um, I was praying for him, and I just felt, just out of nowhere, I just felt the word for, I'm not going to share what the word was, because it's very personal, but... um, the word came to me, and in my spirit, in my in- own intellect, I was very uneasy. I was like, I'm not going to share this. This is not, not true. If it is you, God, find someone else to deliver this. Like, I, was really, I was really uneasy. But when you, when you prophesy with someone and it is God, you're going to feel it's God. Right? It's the whatever, however it is. And that leads me to my next point, point three, which is find the peace. When I was prophesying over Malcolm... There was, it was a whole debacle of, do I share it or do I not share it? Do I, do I just step out in faith or do I do my own thing? And what I want to share to you today is that the reason why I didn't want to share it 
was because it was my own intellect telling me what to do. The reality of the situation was I got the thought and I was, I was at so much peace at the thought when I was thinking about God. When you think about yourself and how you feel, the peace will leave and it will be your own, your own feeling, right? So what is peace? Peace is calmness. So when God speaks to you, there will be calmness. You will feel it in your spirit. John 16, verse 33, if I can get it on the screen. It says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. I love the book of John. If you haven't read John, John is the book of love. Oh, man. John. John and Jesus were like best mates. Context. (laughs) Next verse, Philippians 4, verse 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts, your minds, in Christ Jesus. Peace is your guide. Peace is, when you experience peace, you've actually allowed the Holy Spirit to come in, and you've actually allowed him to say what he needs to say in that moment. Now, the thing about God is that he's not an instant God. You're not gonna, if you ask for a word, a lot of the times he's not going to instantly give you something. Right? And that's okay, because the nature and the reality of God is that he's not an instant God, he's a sudden God. The same with spontaneous thoughts, it comes out of nowhere. It's a sudden feeling. And the same with the feeling of peace. When you prophesy over someone, you might be standing there for 15, 20 minutes, then out of nowhere the thought comes, the peace comes, suddenly. That, that's the nature of God. So, those are the three points that I really want to... We're, we're going to practice that all together in a moment. Those are the three points that I wanted to teach you. But I thought it would be really cool to hear from one of you. Like, conference was amazing. Like, you learned a lot at conference. And um, I've actually noticed a couple of you, actually, when I come to your high schools, um, occasionally, um, actually trying it. And um, actually, what I want to invite... You guys can stand to your feet. Um, we're going to invite Kayleen to come up. Awesome. Hi. How are you, Kayleen? I'm good. Awesome. Kayleen's going to share her experiences with prophecy and why it's actually impacted her life. So okay. take it away. So basically, prophecy for me is like a very deep personal connection to God. Um, for me, prophecy is like the way I communicate with God because I'm a very visual person, so I love seeing pictures and seeing like dreams. And I think that's really important too, like, because we're all different. Um, We experience, like, things differently, and God literally made us to be um, different people with different, like, characters and stuff. So, um, so that's why prophecy is very, like, broad, because he can really talk to you in, like, any way according to how you are and your personality. Um, It, when I get like images and um, kind of pictures, I see it as like God is guiding me, guiding me in like what I'm supposed to do and when I'm lost and if I see someone that I feel like God wants me to talk to, he gives me this image and it's kind of like a guide um, with the picture. Mm. Um, You can like talk to God in every single like different way, but um, prophecy is... One of the special things because it's straight from God. Yeah. Like it's literally like a tunnel 
to your ear or your mind or anything and it's like it's pure from him it's yeah, not right. mixed up it's right. not like fake and it's not like it's wrong so good when i first like realized um prophecy like my prophecy and stuff um i thought it was like my imagination because <laughs> i have like i daydream a lot so i really thought um i was just daydreaming and it wasn't from god and i just had like these weird moments with like objects and like people and because I felt like I knew them but I didn't really know much about them but deep inside I knew that who they were what their problems were because Mm. like images and like special like little colors and words that God's given me yeah great and um I think for all of you guys prophecy is like totally like accessible because um you all have like the gift because it you just need to like listen to him and trust him because as so long good. as you trust him right. and he believes in you because he loves you so yeah. much that he wants you to have this so and good. that he wants you to realize that this is something you can have too and mm. it doesn't mean like you know how pastor Gary was preaching and stuff like it doesn't mean you have to be like him it could be like really simple and nothing like that too and it's also good to have this because um like for non-christian friends or people that um don't really know god that well that um it kind of gives them gives you like a stepping stone for them because if you don't if they haven't really talked to you and you have no idea who they am and you just suddenly say oh do you have um a cat or something and they'll be like well that's totally not you that's another like realm another like being so it's like oh it is god like Mm. it's truly god so yeah but um my experience of prophecy would be like deja vu (laughs) because when i didn't know it was like a prophecy i thought it was just like me seeing things and me like experiencing like moments like twice which is really weird and i feel like um, we shouldn't discount that because I know that um, all of you guys probably had like deja vu and it's probably God but when I had that over and over again I was like doubted myself because I thought it wasn't God and it was just my mm. imagination but um, I think you shouldn't put yourself down thinking that it's not God because yeah, it truly is yeah. because if you know in your heart that you didn't you didn't really like know that this would like you knew you just know it's hard to describe but like you know in your heart that you've been here before and that Mm. God's really talking to you and I don't think you should like ignore that because that's really important um oh so um with prophecy um since we're all different there's like different types of like prophecies too there's like you can get it from words according to like how God made you and how your personality is like some people like words um I'm not really a word person I like pictures so that's why I get pictures but for you it might be words and um or numbers and um you just kind of have to explore in that field because um it's different for everyone and I mean, there's people that are similar than you, but you kind of have to explore it yourself and go in that. Yeah, so good. 
Um, and I guess in whatever season you're going through and whatever you're going through, um, God puts you, he has like a timetable, I guess, and he puts you through stuff that leads you up to a point where you appreciate the gift that he's given you mm. and appreciate like the point where he is. And um, if, just think of it like, like if you didn't experience all those things, then how can you appreciate the gift of like seeing prophecy or like doing all that? Because mm. it's not you, it's like God. Yeah. And if you don't experience that, how can you like think that, oh, it's not all about you. It's like about God and what he wants to do with mm, you. So and good. you truly need to like appreciate that. So he does that for you. And um, in, I remember I went through like a period where I like didn't really like, I went through that like gap and I was really questioning what God was doing with me. And I kept doubting him and stuff. And um, I think from experience, like, I can say that I'm thankful for that he put me there because I appreciate everything he's done now for me. So, so yeah. So good. And the last thing, um, I guess, prof the gift of prophetic actually builds on faith. Yeah, great. So you just have to trust him fully yeah, and great. go great. in the deep end because yeah. that's literally the deadline. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Can we give a hand to Kayleen? I really like how, how she said she doesn't get, get words, but she gets visions and dreams. Like, it's different to how I get prophecies, but it's still the same goal. So, yeah, thank you, Kayleen. Can we give another round of applause? So now, now we're going to practice what we just heard. So you guys can take your seats. I didn't realise you guys were standing that whole time. My bad. Um, we're actually going to practice letting the spirit in, not discounting the whisper and finding that peace. So what we're going to do now is that I've actually selected one of you to actually be prophesied over. But I'm not going to tell you who that person is. So what, what you're going to do now is you're just going to sit, bake in the spirit, allow him to fill you up, and then when you feel the moment is right to speak, you're just going to come up to the front and you're going to prophesy over that person. Right? So you're, actually, you're not going to know who it is. And the significance of this game, I don't know what to call it, um, is that you're actually going to see that God wants to speak to that person far more than he wants you to understand what the prophecy is. Right? Um, yeah, can I get the keys up, please? If he comes out any second, he'll come. So what you're going to do is I want to encourage you just to, just to pray to the Spirit. Ask him to fill you up, ask him to speak to you, and then when the moment's right, um, just realise that it'll come in a sudden way. So, thank you, Lord. Can we get a mic running around here, actually? Is that possible? 
So if you do get a prophetic word or you see it's a thought that's from God, just raise your hand and you can speak it out. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to encourage you to be bold in this moment that um, you may not understand it, and that's okay, but it might speak to the person who it is. As I was looking at the screen back there, I just saw yellow, and um, God started speaking to me through that for you, Mm. that... Um, I feel like there's just this amount of joy that's going to come into your life. Mm -hmm. Um, And you may not see it as something you need, but God is actually want to bless you with the spirit of joy. Um, And what the spirit of joy actually does is it gives you the ability to walk into a place and actually spread joy into it. Because, yeah, yeah, God God will work through you to spread that joy. Mm. Um, And, yeah, you, you may think, oh, but I'm already happy and stuff. And... Yeah, but there's times where God actually wants to use you with that um, emotion and actually so use it to spread it with so um, your unsaved friends, your unsaved family, yeah. and just start speaking out that um, the spirit of joy is something that lives inside of you and it's something that needs to be spread around. Yeah, so good. Awesome. Awesome. If anyone else has any words, they can just raise their hand. Um, as, as Brian was like, first talking I was I like I looked at the drums and then God like spoke to me about that I was like great um someone in this room is like um God is like the drum in their life he's so like good. in in the band the drum just keeps everyone in time mm. and um and I feel like God is that to someone and is becoming that to someone and not only that but in turn God is making that something someone that in their in their world in their right. friend group so and good. um and as like their friends um or are partying or or going and doing like things that will get them into trouble that that they will be the drum in their life that will um they will always come back to so and know good. that, so that good. um they can have a, a, like a a really good friend in and that um will just support them through everything so um, good so yeah awesome. do you know what i really liked about that is that he got the revelation and then he applied his intellect to it. He knew the drums keep people in time, and he was able to use that into prophesying into someone. How good was that? Awesome. Yeah, we go Molly, and then we got Matt. Um, I think I know who the person is, but I don't want to say it. I don't want to put anything in anybody's mind who's... No, I'm not going to. I don't want to actually... I feel uneasy about saying who it is, because I feel like that'll actually... Um, start to shift our perspective of what God's doing. And I could be completely wrong, but um, as I was praying, I was like, God, give me a word. And then I just got like really choked up. Um, felt like my throat kind of swelled up a bit and I couldn't breathe. And as I looked around the room, I looked at someone in the room and then 
everything just like cleared away and it was mm. like complete peace fell upon Great. my throat. Um, and I really believe that for this person, God's calling you to be a peacemaker mm. in your world, but also specifically your family. And I don't know what that looks like to you. I don't know what situation you have in your family, but God's calling you to be a peacemaker yeah, great. Um, and a listener. Great. I feel like sometimes we discount the impact that listening can have. Mm. But I really believe that God's calling you to be a listener and in that peace would flow through right. you. Um, can I pray <laughs> for this person yeah, really quickly? Um, you know, Father God, I thank you for this word and I just pray that it would completely penetrate the heart of this person, Jesus. And would you start to just rest peace on them right now? Right now, like a feather, Father God, falling in the wind, would peace just rest on them, mm. Father God? And would they start to um, get images of the family members who God's asking them to cry out for the most right now, Father God? Would yeah. you give them a revelation of the work that you're doing in them, Father God, in that family member? And Jesus, I thank you that you're actually setting them up for a win Come on. Um, in the spirit right now. I don't yeah. know what that looks like, but you're setting them up for a win in the yeah. spirit right now, Father right. God. So we claim it and we declare it in Jesus' right. name. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Got any more? Yeah, Matt. <coughs> um, a bit, I don't know, could be totally off, but might be right, you never know. Um, <laughs> but I got like a picture of a slide mm. and I felt like God has adventures for this person. Yeah, and I feel okay. like part of the path that he wants to take them on isn't just like um, all this hard stuff, but there's actually fun and there's mm. joy and there's excitement that God's planned for them. Yeah. And uh, I think of like a slide, like the purpose isn't to get to the bottom it's actually to enjoy the journey yeah great and i um yeah i just really feel like they're on a journey and god's great. got adventures for them but so good kind of to reiterate what chloe was saying he's restoring joy to yeah, them yeah great and um yeah wants them to enjoy the, the moments have an excitement along the journey and um yeah i just really get that sense of fun awesome um, for that person so and excitement good. and joy so so good awesome yeah go some in um i got the number two and mm. one of the interpretations of the number two is faithful witness mm. And so I really feel that the first part, faithful, that they've been so faithful through the years, but it's time to get the second part as well, yeah, which, is witnessing, uh, which is witnessing. So faithful witness, you can put the two together to get the number two. Yeah. And so the witnessing part's about um, bringing Jesus into your world and actually stepping out and having faith and actually having confidence to speak out um, like what's happening in here and actually right. bringing this out there right. as well. Like I really feel like, yeah, this is a new season to step into something new, to step into faithfully witnessing like things. Yeah. So the number two, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Does anyone else have anything? No? Yeah, Josh? Does anyone else have after Josh? So we call this the last one. Okay. Yeah, hey, um, I've kind of had this word before for this person and um, when I've just looked at them it's kind of just popped out at me but I really felt I just need to share it tonight I'm not going to share who the person is mm -hmm. but um, it not a word sorry a vision um, the vision is there's a whole lot of like white dots just in an area and then at the center of it is one black dot and it's different to all everything mm. around it and I think those dots are people and what it is is this person is different to the people around them right. and I can just looking into the picture it's almost like I can see slowly the white dots turning to black right. and slowly they're just turning and they're just changing right. and um, yeah I feel like you're going to be the um, you're going to be the change in your community mm. and yeah I just pray that God puts it on your heart 
whoever who you are right now and I just pray blessing over you. So good. So good, Josh. Awesome. Well, does that person want to reveal themselves or not? Okay. They don't have to. They're probably moved by it. Um, yeah, so I really want to encourage you that the, the, the person that you were speaking to, like, you didn't know who they were, but did you feel peace, Chloe, Sam, when you were prophesying? Was there peace in the spirit when you, when you said that? Yeah, awesome. Molly? You said it in your prophecy. Yeah, awesome. Matt, can I get two more minutes? Is that all right? Yeah, awesome. Um, in worship earlier, I was, I was praying, and um, I was just wondering, is anyone here, I feel like it's a male, but the 6th of August means something to you. 6th of August. Anyone? Awesome. Gents, what does that mean to you? Oh, I'll get out of town. Really? Dude, everything I've written actually just makes so much sense. Get out of town, Josh. That's incredible. That's incredible. This is what I wrote in, um, in worship. And reading it now actually makes so much sense. But it says that you're a son of the house. Your identity is not found... <laughs> it says, your identity is not found in the leadership that you're under, but the identity is found in the personality of Jesus. You're being raised in a specific serving area. I feel like God is saying that he's going to use a variety of gifts, not just a single, in that serving area to create a literal or metaphorical sound that will transform an invisible God into a tangible presence. Does that, does that mean something to you? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Awesome. Um, let's just pray real quick for gents. Father God, we just seal that word, Father God. We just thank you that, that he's fully rigid in his identity with you, Father God. That, that he's a gifted man. He's a talented man, Father God. And we just, we just declare greatness over everything that he, his hands touch. Thank you, Lord. I've got one more. Does fish and chips mean anything to anyone? Yeah? What does it mean to you? It doesn't mean it? Okay. Anyone else? Yeah? You work at a fish and chip shop? What brother works at a fish and chip shop? Is there anyone else? Does I write down is it your first job at a fish and chip shop? Okay. Um this is what I wrote. I don't know if it will mean anything, but it says it's the beginning or the start of something significant. That the job itself may not be the significant part. But God's saying, I feel like God's saying that you have already stepped out and you're already stepping out into your next season. That, that work is not the reason why you're there, but God is going to move in that workplace because you are there. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Can I grab one more minute? Is that all right? Just as, this is just on the spot right here. Um, Rohan, your jumper is red and... Um, Red in biblical terms or spiritual terms, it actually means the blood of Jesus. And um, I really feel, yeah, I really feel that God's saying that he's washing you with his blood, but not, not of sin. He's washing you to prepare you for something. That like, like, a, um, like before you go to a party, you go in for a shower, you get washed. I feel like God is washing you and he's preparing you to get changed into something 
um, spiritual, something kingdom-worthy, and that all you need to do is just say yes, amen, and step into that. So yeah, Father God, we just thank you for Rohan. We just thank you that that you're moving in his life, Father God. You, you are washing him clean, that he is a perfect creation in your eyes, Father God, that he will step out with faith, step out with, um, with the full weight of heaven backing him in every situation. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, well, that's it for me. I'm going to hand back to Matt. Can we just give God a shout of praise? Thank you, Lord. So good. Can we give a massive round of applause for Ryan as well? That was incredible. That was so... Who got something out of that just then? I want to encourage you, don't just hear it, but actually do something with that as well. And I really feel like Ryan just getting that word for Jensen there. It's actually an example to what is available to every single one of you. That if you want to be someone who prophesies, 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 let's be people that hear what God is saying. Amen. Hey, um, we're going to close our service just there. But before we do, I really want to encourage you, if it's your new or your first time, we're so thankful that you're here. And if you've got any questions about what happened tonight, we've got something called Connect Leaders. Everyone say Connect Leaders. <laughs> Connect Leaders are pretty much, you've probably met them already, but I'd love you to talk to them and ask them if you have any questions. But next week, Pastor John's going to be preaching. We've got Connect Groups happening this week. We're going to close our service there. But why don't we put on some bangers on the back and... I, want to, I really want to encourage, and I feel this in my heart right now. Before we close, I want to challenge every single one of you. Listen up, listen up, listen up. Before this night ends, practice prophesying to someone. No, no, I'm 100% serious. Before this night ends, practice prophesying to someone. Whether it's right now as we're hanging out, maybe it's your connect leader, maybe you've never even known God before. I want to encourage you, take a step and practice speaking out what you're hearing. Is that cool? Awesome. Bless you guys. Have an amazing week. Let's go on to some hang time. Let's go.